Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. Need more energy throughout the day? Looking for a kick to your workout? RockinThatIDLife.com has you covered with delicious flavors you've grown to love in tropical fruit and mixed berry, but now fall in love with the new fruit punch and orange flavors. Try them all at RockinThatIDLife.com. Realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage LLC makes the moving process easier. Work with a realtor who plays and studies the game and will work as hard as the boys on the ice to get you the best deal. Check out Mike on the web at strikewithmike.com and jumpstart your move today. That's strikewithmike.com. Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Let's have a doink, bro. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> Are we like Ogilvorp? Are we suspended? I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, Selfish hockey. hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't need it! No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Hey, Blues fans. I like to consider myself a friend of the show. This is TSN analyst and former Blues netminder Jamie McLennan. And here's Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio. Uh, Welcome to episode 9 of season 11, which is episode number 385 all time of the often imitated, never duplicated. I'm thinking of a winning streak, a thick, choice, juicy seven-game winning streak. <laughs> We're the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. A special thanks to rockandthatidlife.com, Realtor Mike Burgoyne at strikewithmike.com, and centerizebrewery.com for proudly sponsoring the show. Please check them out. Uh, also check out our online shop at letsgoblues.com for the best blues-themed uh, T-shirts at a fair price. It is Wednesday, uh, Tuesday, November 22nd, and we are streaming live streaming on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter to interact with the show on social media. Our handle on the socials is at LGB Radio. Just search for us. You will find us. And if you haven't already done so, please uh, like, follow, subscribe, ring the bell, buy a t-shirt from the shop. It would help us out. Appreciate it. Thank you. I'm Kurt Price and my co-host for tonight's big show are Bill Day and Jeff Ponder. And the agenda for tonight includes a discussion about um, the crazy season of streaks, I guess. Uh, thick choice, juicy streaks. <laughs> and not the streaks in our underwear. No, no. Uh, and we'll uh, we can talk about uh, a little Tyler Tucker and Nikita Alexandrov. Uh, Wayne Gretzky had a quote that I found that was uh, kind of interesting. He said on TNT, "Kind of you miss hundred percent of the shots you don't take." No, Michael Scott said that. That one, Michael Scott said. Oh, that. true. Um, but it kind of plays uh, onto what we've had to deal with this season with um, stats gurus and their analysis of the Blues, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, Shen's take on the retro reverse, jer- reverse retro jerseys, and then uh, we got a game coming up tomorrow against Buffalo. So, uh, how you doing, guys? There was a there was a uh, hockey tournament I hear uh, that there you was. participated in. Uh, two two of the three people on this panel were there. Uh, one of us bailed because he's an asshole need, and had to deal with a sick child. Had to deal with a sick. <laughs> he wasn't sick. He was. I mean, he was uh, had a stomach problem. It was temporary, but he was not feeling right. So. Yeah, I figured it's best not to. Yeah, just give not, me trouble. Best of the venture over. I wouldn't have been over until like five or six anyway. So mm. I didn't get there till eight. Oh really? No. 
Yeah, I could have. We could have hung out. It was. Uh, it went well. No, uh, uh, Bill being there was awesome. Seeing him, uh, so he he showed up right as my team lost in the playoffs. So <laughs> yep. uh, he was the winning formula for us, I guess. Hey, um, you guys are down. You guys are down uh, five to two when I got there. Final score was five to four. So, yeah. Yep, we uh, we gave up a real bad one at the start of the second. It was actually a shorthanded goal uh, that really doomed us. But, yeah, we came back. We had a goal, uh, I think, about six seconds left on the clock. And the goal was literally get it back to me or one of the other defensemen and just have us blast it, hoping to, uh, to, to, to get a win. But, unfortunately, we didn't win the faceoff. So, anyway, uh, but, no, it was a, it was a great night, uh, wonderful night. Uh, Bill Day did not win uh, the Patrick Waugh jersey, unfortunately. Mm. Um, but it did. And it's funny, Bill, because you and I said this. And I must have had three or four of the people who listened to the show who were there who said the same exact thing that we did. When when they, when they uh, you found out, like, yeah, I didn't win, um, and, and uh, my wife was like, oh, she won, and pointed over to one of the goalies in, our, in, our, uh, in the tournament. Her name is Peyton. Uh, fresh into college, uh, goes to Kansas State. Uh, Kansas State, Kansas U. Is there a difference? There's two. She goes. She goes to the yeah. one we hate, the Jayhawks. <laughs> That's Kansas. Um, okay. Yeah. So she won, and he and and I was like, well, at least a goalie won. And Jessica was like, Bill said the same thing. And then I talked to the listeners of the show, and they they all said that too. Oh, she was the goalie in the tournament, right? And I was like, "Yeah." And they're like, "Well, at least a goalie won it." Yeah. Like it was actually kind of funny to hear multiple people, multiple people say that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and if it would have been a rando, I, I would have been you know a rando who had no idea. And um, <laughs> I assume your sister was just you know yanking everybody's chain when she said Patrick Roy. Um, yes, seems okay. to be the kind of person she is. Yes, so. Imagine um, that. One of my um, family member of mine being a, an asshole intentionally. <laughs> yeah. So if it would have been somebody that actually would have thought, oh, hey, I got a Patrick Roy jersey, I would have been upset. But <laughs> the fact that she played in the tournament and, you know, I, I didn't get to see her play at all. The fact that it was a goalie, you know, totally respect that. Still feel shafted so, in the Shen jersey, so. Yeah, you lost to one of my ice hockey teammates over that one. So, yeah. unfortunately, um, Pfeiffer won that. Damn Pfeiffer. So, we got a couple pictures for those of you watching the video that I wanted to share here. So, this is uh, one that uh, Bill took as we were leaving. It's of uh, Bill, me, and, and uh, producer Austin here at the tournament. Uh, so, he played. He had four goals in the tournament. Austin he had a big did? tournament. Yeah. He was great. Good. Um, Good. He told me he was, he showed up at the draft and said that he has lost. uh, If he's listening, he'll correct me. I want to say he said he's lost like 40 or 50 pounds since the last tournament. So he's putting the work in. So yeah, he he had a really good, he scored on me. Um, I'm sure he'll be in the chat later to, to mention it, but yeah, I, uh, we had a scramble in front and unfortunately I did not tie up his stick. Well, pulled a Colton Pareko. And uh, he tapped it in on my goalie. <laughs> you, did, so. you didn't use your size to your advantage. I did not. I did not. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so yeah, a couple more images here. This is uh, a couple of the guys here wearing Let's Go Blues Radio jerseys. Obviously me, Austin, and then my ice hockey goalie, Dave. Uh, he played in the tournament too. So all of us wearing the Let's Go Blues Radio jerseys, which are beauts, I have to say. 
Um, and here's Dave uh, playing in goal with that beautiful jersey. Doesn't really match his pads well, but still looks good. And then uh, from the back, Mr. Dave Jackson, uh, listener of the show as well. And then uh, here's me uh, matching with the crazy blue pants that I wear for roller uh, with that beautiful jersey. So, again, just a, a wonderful night. Uh, Team Kraus took the whole thing, which was fine. Good friend of mine and uh, raised a lot of money. Don't have an exact amount yet, but uh, definitely a lot of fun. Bill, thank you for coming. Kurt, I know if you could have been there, you would have been. I was planning on um, coming, yeah. But Yeah, but we will uh, we will be having hopefully this again same time next year, Saturday before Thanksgiving. So mark it on your calendars. Hope to see you all out there. A fellow number 12 won the tournament. Kraus is 12, right? Yes. Yep. Yes, he is. Yep. So there you go. So I bet you're happy. Well, you know, if 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 I'm not there and I can't play and and be a part of the winning team, then at least a uh, uh, number twelve. He captained the team, right, Kraus? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Number twelve captain. Uh, Frank Hart, uh, guy you know, Frank Hart. He mm-hmm. unfortunately had some family issues. He had to bow out last minute, but uh, we did get his spot filled. Number of listeners in the show. It, it was funny. I had one guy, and and God, I please message me. I forgot who it was because I was dealing with a lot at the start of the tournament. One of the guys came up and he's like, Hey man, big listener of the show, uh, signed up just because you talk about it on the show. Really happy to be here. Um, can't remember who you are. I think your name was Chris. Um, but sorry, Chris, I was dealing with trying to get the refs suited up and getting them ready to go for the first game. But and get uh, them I appreciate drunk. that. Let's not uh, talk about that. That was quite the issue. (laughs) Yeah. Kurt, basically, our referees, who we paid a handsome sum to work the tournament, Mm -hmm. got wasted during the tournament. (laughs) I mean, piss-ass drunk, couldn't even stand up properly. It was uh, was bad. (laughs) So that was fun. Hey, well, (laughs) fun was had by all then. Including the officials. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> um, I see you're sporting a uh, Kirkwood Turkey Day hat. Uh, a toque. So it's reversible. Yeah. It's Kirkwood and Webster Groves. Okay. But I am sporting Kirkwood tonight because uh, it's pretty, it's a little closer to where your lady lives. Yeah. Um, and uh, Randy Molman is doing the call, the play by play for that game. Not, not He has not been on the show, Randy Molman. Oh, from, oh from the yeah, no, I'm, I'm, yeah. I, this is for the uh, this is for the the, the, the trot. turkey trot on Thursday. Yeah, Kirkwood Webster Groves is the is the football game though. You're right. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. So that's from the that's from the trot. This is, I I, I yeah. just thought it said Turkey Day and Kirkwood Webster Groves. So uh, hang on, other way. Turkey Day run. Yeah. Okay. Turkey day run. I thought you were sporting yeah. it for the football game. Okay. No, this is uh, I do their run every year, so I always. I always sport Kirkwood because one, I used to live there, and two, because you know, wonderful Amy lives there. Well, and close, close there. by, very close by. Yeah. Uh, the uh, official beers of episode number three hundred eighty-five. You can follow each of us on the Untapped app. My handle is C Price Twelve. Jess is J Ponder ninety-four. Bill is Billy Blue Note thirty-three. And let's go. Uh, I say mortals before. Oh. Yeah, Bill. Yeah. 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 So oh, I nice. is that the cola? That's oh, the cola. Yeah. It is the cola. Nice. I am I am in training camp for Friday. <laughs> nice. Bourbon County uh, release day. 
Yeah, so Bourbon County Black Friday this Friday. If you want to see a drunk Kirk Price and a drunk Bill Day and a drunk bunch of other people we know, um, Global Brew all found. Uh, sorry, Global Brew Edwardsville. Edwardsville. Yeah, yeah we, getting we there about there. Uh, yeah about what mid afternoon one o'clock or so something like that. Yeah, I still haven't decided if I'm gonna you know work. There's um, a. <laughs> There's a sugar yeah, we, f- for those on the podcast. Bill made sure to use the air quotes. For yeah. work. Well, it's it's a you know it's you know where I work is related to the, the securities market, which close early, so you know I can uh, get a few hours you know off. But I think I'm taking the day off. I think I, I think I will I will be disconnected. I'm going to go stand in line at Deerberg's like I always do at six in the morning. <laughs> to get the variants yeah. um, looking forward to the coffee variant this year hopefully that's going to be around um but uh, yeah global brew in the afternoon for some soccer and hockey to yeah show. and yes. uh, there's, a, there's a sugar fire right next door so there's uh, yeah you can i mean it's a nice little and i don't know what the weather is going to be like on uh, friday i haven't checked warm and cloudy oh cool okay all right so yeah. uh i mean not cool warm <laughs> yeah. uh and they have a little outdoor area there um how, how warm like 60s or That's, um possibly 60s it's supposed to rain all day saturday so okay well maybe they got the little it's... fire pits going out there too yeah it's a good time but uh, one o'clock so yeah, or so um and well. what times what times u.s versus england oh i don't know i haven't checked the time i think two I, 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 is it two? I think perfect it's, i think it's yeah mid-afternoon perfect. so it's gonna be busy but we yeah we're there until it gets dark Almost oh, yeah. every year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there for hours. I'm sorry, one o'clock. One oh, o'clock. Oh, well, perfect. All right. Oh, so be, we get there at noon. Might be busy then. Let's get there earlier. Yeah, we get there at noon. We should. I'm telling people one o'clock, but maybe we'll get there at noon. Early. Yeah. That's the <laughs> yeah. plan. Whoever's there That's first the saves saves like a table of eight. All right. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, I've got. Uh, if they let I've, you. I don't uh, do they did last year. Uh, guys, I am very excited to say I have the fat Elvis. Nice. Tonight. Finally found it um, at the Schnooks by me. I, I don't know if they were just late in getting it or if they were just happened to be in stock when I was there, um, but they have not had it since it was released. And finally last week, I think it was last Friday, I texted all of you and Amy and was like, look what I finally found. And I bought a couple <laughs> of them. So very excited. Good stuff. Those of you that maybe missed last week's show or any show we've talked about it, Absence of light, peanut butter, chocolate, and banana milk stout, and you can definitely taste the banana. It's yeah, it's, it's so good. Heavy on the banana, which I appreciate. I I I, I, yes. I always hate it when you 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 get a beer that sounds really good, like oh that's got a lot of you know, it's, it's marketed as oh this this chocolatey whatever, and you get it and it's like you can't taste what it advertises it being. You know, I'll just taste more like coffee than chocolate. You know, something like that. Right. I hate that. So, yep. uh, you know, that, but that beer is heavy on the, uh, on the banana, which is fantastic. I, uh, I'm happy for you that you found it. Um, uh, yes, that's what yeah. I appreciate about it is the, uh, the banana. It, yep. it, and, and for those of you who like the, the normal absence of light, you get that taste too, but there's just an added banana. It's a flavor overload. Honestly, is, advertisey as that sounds it is very much a oh my god i've got so many flavors going through my mouth right now and it's amazing <laughs> i just caught the last tail, tail bit of that 
Oh, my son was talking to me. <laughs> That's what you got. Said. So many flavors going through your mouth. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, my my beer. This is a summer beer, but I don't give a damn. Um, it is uh, from Excel Excel Brewing in uh, Breeze, Illinois, and it's called Brewski, and it's a tropical shandy made with ski soda, kind of yeah, ski oh. flavoring. It's nice. good. If you ever had ski yeah. soda, it's, del- it's delicious. That was that's that what was... they have at Sugarfire, right? Uh, no. Yeah. Mm, is it? I th- they have Excel at Sugarfire. I, I thought they had. Um... No, they they no they do have Excel. I don't think they have. Ski. Oh, okay. What? That might be right. How do you have Excel and not ski? That's their primary soda. I, uh, I thought they had like fro- they have that frosty the frosty line of sodas or their own. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it is Excel. I'm looking. I want to see if it'll Kurt, on the Kurt, be careful. You have a you you have a yeti. I have a yeti behind me. <laughs> yeah, my dog. You want under the desk, buddy? You want under the under the desk? Go on, go under the desk. That's his little camp out spot while I do the show. I think I was blocking with my chair. Oh, all right. Um, we got uh, we're due for a break here, but uh, after. After that, uh, we'll talk about the uh, last couple of games versus the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, but uh, first, a word from uh, Rocket. Before, before you go, it is Ski Soda at uh, Sugar Fire. Okay. Oh, cool. Good. Ex- yeah. Excel? Go. Do they actually have Ski or do they have just Excel wine? It, of... it, just, it just says they serve Ski okay. Soda at all Sugar Fire. Okay. Yeah. That makes that makes sense. If they have Excel products, they would have Ski because that's their, that's their big one. All right. Yep. Every beer league hockey night, I grab my hockey bag and sticks and throw them in the trunk of my car. And the very next thing I do, I mix up a boost of energy courtesy of rockinthatidlife.com. It's formulated to break up its delivery in three ways, which helps me get through all three periods of hockey. Phase one provides a rapid onset of energy, concentration, alertness, and motivation. By period two, I'm receiving a dose of sustained energy, increased focus, metabolism, cognitive function, performance, and feeling of well-being, which I need with the way I play. In Phase 3, I'm getting fatigue protection without jitters and crash, an elevated mood and a reduction of fluid retention to help me make the big play when it counts. This same triphasic approach helps me when I drink it during work hours or simply just for a pick-me-up when I need it. Try one of the four energy flavors by visiting rockinthatidlife.com, but make sure to email Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you to receive an additional 10% off your order. That's rockinthatidlife.com. We got a comment in the YouTube chat um, from the Hockey Kid. Is that a new listener? Have we seen them before? That's a new live listener. A new live listener. Um, yeah. Asks, are they are they playing tonight? Is it uh, <clears throat> got a little stars logo there and the icon? I'm not. Uh, she was talking the about blues the blues are not playing. No, the blues are playing tomorrow on no, yeah Wednesday. No. no, we will not be uh, having a show right now. If the blues are playing right now, right? <laughs> we're not. Uh, we're not the uh, Hawaii Blues fan. <laughs> <laughs> Who does that? I just I just don't see the point in competing no. with the the thing that you're covering. Right. <laughs> like, that doesn't R- make sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I don't yeah, I don't get that either. I wouldn't uh it doesn't seem like a good idea. For for us, for what we do. You know. No. We're talking about the now if we got the game on the screen with us, which we can't do. Even 
you know. Even then, I, I don't know. Is, is it worth it? I guess it'd be like it, the Manning cast. It could. I mean, that could. It'd be, be cool. like what? Yeah, you're right. It, you know, like, they wouldn't let us do it. No, but like Steve Dangle does the whole watch the watch the game with Steve. Um, yeah, on uh, Sportsnet, which is kind of cool. I did that a couple times uh, when the Leafs from the playoffs last year to watch. It was fun to see him react <laughs> to the, to the, yeah. the Leafs' struggles because oh, yeah. <laughs> um, he's such a diehard. But that was pretty cool. And if you could do it, that'd be awesome to have the game up and we were just uh, commenting along and have people commenting on the chat. And they you know, they watch it with us or, or on their screen, but they're watching on delay I mean, we're, uh, if they're watching with us because it wouldn't be synced with It'd be off. Kind of like uh, Mystery Hockey Theater, how we do that, uh, except it would be with a live game. Yes. That, that would be fun. It would be cool. I do wonder how many people would tune in, though. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, maybe in between periods, but that's... I mean, we'd enjoy it. That's all that matters. Right. No, it's, it's, <laughs> this, this show is all for us anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> are you are, are you saying that we're bigger than the thing that we talk about? Nope. No. I don't think okay. I did. I imply that. <laughs> if I imply that, no. I'm sorry. I did not mean that. Uh, maybe something. Thought, thought... <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> you never know. Uh, so back to back W's at home versus the Ducks have extended the Blues' win streak uh, to seven or six games, and then seven games. Um, it would have been a shame to actually end the losing streak, the winning streak um, against a team like the Ducks. They're struggling hard. Last place in the Pacific, last overall in the NHL, five thirteen and one for eleven points, and they they play the twentieth game of the season on Thursday, and they haven't won a game in regulation yet this season. They have five wins. Yeah, they have five wins, and they're all in overtime. That's that's they I, are they are right. Am I am I right? I, Bill, correct me, please. I'm awful at math. They're almost a fourth of the way through the season, right? And they <laughs> still haven't won a game in regulation. Just a tick below a fourth, yeah. Yeah, it's like twenty-two games, twenty-three games is a fourth. No, like no twenty, it's twenty, 21. twenty and a twenty and a half would be a right a fourth. Right, yeah, just a tick is, under it. Is yeah. you've gotten to the quarter point? Right? Yeah, I get that your blows. My, I mean, I, listen, we've we've seen some bad teams. Don't get me wrong, like you know, bad bad teams. But like to not win one game and rate this has got to be close to a record, right? In your first twenty, like, yeah. I mean, first twenty not win one game in regulation. That's yeah. nuts. I mean, they have five wins in overtime, which is a lot. That's and in that's twenty great. games. Yeah, no, I mean, a win's a win. The Blues don't have one yet, right? In overtime, they yeah, they have one. one. They have one. They have, they have the shootout win. Yep. That was the yeah. first overtime game. Yeah. So and and the Ducks were bad in this first game. I thought they were terrible. Oh God! Um, they yeah. were they were every bit their last place in this game. Um, I, I'll admit I didn't watch the full game because that was the day of the Ponder Cup. It was hard to, but uh, I did watch the what do they call that? The extended highlights and yeah, the condensed uh, game. The condensed game and and from what I saw, it just looked like the Blues just <laughs> steamrolled them. Well, the well the Ducks, you know, off to a terrible start this season, and not much was expected of them this season anyway. But uh, speaking of rough stretches, after a decent start, Ottawa has fallen off the table, going 2-7 and seven and 1 in the last 10, and they're only two points ahead of Anaheim. Buffalo has lost eight straight after a 7-3 and three start to the season, which they, they do every year. They, they yeah, have to a great and start, and they fall apart. They did win tonight. They did win tonight, and they, they broke their winning streak. Yes. So, who'd, uh, they win the, who'd they beat tonight? Uh, Montreal. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I... And it was 7-2, wasn't it? 7-2? Yeah. Like, 
it was it was, it was 72. They had to that question. I really yeah. did. Yeah, that's fine. It, it's uh, yeah, they had two goals in the first minute. Um, Yeesh. Oh yeah. damn. Tage Thompson and um, Jeff Skinner both had monster nights. So uh, mm-hmm. Chicago has slipped. Uh, to the bottom tier of the standings, losing four straight and only two wins in the last 10 after a decent start. Um, so my point with this right now, what we're talking about is that, you know, not to get too wrapped up in early season performances by teams, that things tend to change sometimes drastically. It happens every year with teams. Um, and we've seen that very thing with the Blues this year, drastically, you know, winning seven straight after I- losing eight straight, Right. And maybe this is just defending the way that I was acting, but it's not normally as drastic as we've seen with the Blues. No, th- this is I mean, this is drastic and quick. I, I, w- I wasn't even. Ex- I mean, I, w- I don't think anybody was expecting you know the eight game and the seven game streaks. Right? Well, and nobody, no was. one was. No, because that is apparently an NHL record. Apparently, yeah. that's never happened before. Which losing eight straight and then winning, yeah, the, the most wins in a row after losing eight in a row. Such a such a weird, obscure stat. Why do I, right? But you know, somebody was going to do that math. <laughs> yeah, somebody was going to look it up. Yeah, but it's like that's a that's one of those stats that rattle <clears throat> off. You're like, that's who cares? I don't care if that's been dumb. It's a weird thing. It's a it's an anomaly. I don't. It's, it's odd. Weird. But just wait until New Jersey loses fourteen in a row. That's what I right. said online today i was like you know when yeah. when new jersey finally loses they've won 13 in a row and when yeah. they finally lose they're gonna lose like eight in a row <laughs> uh new jersey isn't gonna win the rest of the year or isn't gonna lose the rest of the year oh uh first of all that's Wyshynski's team right so i'm sure right. the advanced stats are perfect <laughs> so there's no reason to think they will ever lose again. well he doesn't he doesn't have to use advanced stats with them he watches every game Oh, that's true. Yeah. Okay. But but the eye test doesn't matter, I thought. Well, maybe, you know, I... I'd maybe it only matters when it matters to him. It, okay. it matters yeah. It matters to him because he can't... He has to talk about every other team once in a while. And he can't, mm. he can't watch the game, so he just mm. uses stats. Yeah, I had to... I had to Excuse chuckle me. to myself uh, earlier tonight watching... Um, Lindy Ruff was interviewed by... Uh, the afternoon crew on uh, NHL Network, uh, Jackie Redman, um, asked him what he thought the the key to their success was, and he said, "You know, scoring more goals than the other team." <laughs> it, like, mm, I'm sure that's you know, he total smart ass answer, and you know, Jackie Redman walked right into it. But uh, yeah, I I just had to chuckle with uh, with that being Wyshynski's team and uh, his love for the advanced stats. And that's just, yeah. Right. It's, yeah. Makes so, me laugh with, with uh, J- Jack Hughes had a similar answer. I think it was after eight games they won or something. Uh, somebody asked him, one of the reporters asked him, how do you make sure you button yourselves up? Like uh, basically I guess they had like a pretty rough second period and they were like, Oh, how do you button yourselves up after that? And he's like, well, we've won eight in a row. So I think we uh, figured it out pretty quickly. <laughs> uh, so on, uh, on Saturday, the blues, uh, you know, dominated the ducks six to two was the, was the final score. Um, that was without Tarasenko who didn't play due to an illness. And Pareko was out again with an upper body injury. Still, uh, Bushnevich put up four points, two goals, two assists. Thought it was five. They took a, an assist away later. Um, 
Achari scored his third of the season. Shen scores his fifth. Krug got his fourth on the power play. Uh, Thomas got his fourth along with two assists in the game. Uh, both the Ducks' goals were on the power play. Uh, Cam Fowler got his first of the season when it was a, it was 4 nothing Blues at the time. So it was kind of the game was almost over then anyway. Um, and Adam Henrik uh, got his sixth of the season on the power play when, in the third when the score was 5-1. to one. Kyrou got three assists in the game. Bennington made 30-32 saves and played well again. Uh, Gibson allowed five goals on 29 shots uh, before, before being lifted after uh, two periods for Anthony Stolarz, who made four saves on five shots. Uh, Ducks were never in this game. I, I, like we said, they, they were. this was a bad game for them. They, I thought they played much better the next game uh, on Monday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, much they, better. They played great. Yeah. Um, and uh, our friend Doug Stolhan, friend of the show, uh, co-hosts the Puck Podcast, also does the Duck Podcast. And, uh, yeah, he said that after this game. He said, this is more heartbreaking than the than the loss on Saturday because Saturday was a laugher. It was, oh, sure. There's no chance they're not going to win this game. They played very well against the, a, a good Blues team and still came out with the loss. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, for a Ducks fan, that was a much tougher loss to take uh, Monday night than it was Saturday night. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Blues tied, like we mentioned, an initial record. Uh, consecutive wins after losing eight or more games in a row. Uh, the Philadelphia, Fly- Philadelphia Flyers on November 11th through December 2nd, 2017. Uh, I guess they had, won, uh, they had won six straight after losing eight straight. And then the San Jose Sharks from November 5th through the 30th uh, in 2005. Each, oh, each lost 10 straight before winning six consecutive games. So Kairou has uh, seven points now uh, after this game, two goals, five assists during a four-game point streak. Um, you know, it's funny. Uh, this game, when you watched it, you know, the Ducks were never in this game. It was a laugh or they didn't play well. Um, even uh, the, the Duck podcast, right, said the same thing. They didn't play well. But if you – and this is where advanced stats kind of like – rears its ugly head to say, hey, <laughs> hold on. Um, advanced stats, they say that uh, Anaheim deserved to win this game. In the deserved to win meter at uh, on the uh, money puck, I got the link there if you want to. The 62 point, so what, how that works is they, they simulate the game a thousand times, right? And 62.4% of the game, using all the advanced stats that they have that came out of that game, the Ducks win that game 62.4% of the time. Isn't that crazy? And it's like the, the Ducks were never in this game. They didn't play well. It's odd to me. that, that, that And that just shows how in a, in a, in a, in a small little um, small sample size here, it's like what are advanced stats saying here? What is it, why is it giving them a 62.4% of the time that the Ducks are winning this game? Quality of chances, it's got to be right. I mean, I guess sure. the Ducks, I, again, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry to comment on this. I, actually, you know what? I'm going to pull a total Wyshynski here because I did not watch this game. So I'm just going to comment for 30 minutes and tell you everything <laughs> that I know about this game. Um, the Ducks were no, terrible. I, I won't, I won't they were that. terrible. From what, it looked, from what I heard and from what I saw uh, from the extended highlights, um, this, this the Ducks did not look good. No. But they did have some quality chances they on did. Bennington. And Bennington played Bennington well. played well. Sure. Yeah. Um, although uh, advanced stats say he's terrible, um, but he played <laughs> <Right>. well. <Yeah. laughs> Maybe that's why sixty-two point four percent of the time Anaheim wins because Bennington's terrible, according right. to advanced stats. That's all it is. Yeah, that's all Bennington it is. Bennington is a beer league goalie. 
at best, according to Vance stats. <laughs> so, no, I, I just – I don't know. I don't get it either. But, again, this just shows why you have to watch the games. Right. We jo- It's funny. I listened back to a little bit of the show last week, Kurt, and you said, like, I hate to, to, to keep saying this because it sounds so stupid. Watch the games. And I'm like <laughs> – why does that sound stupid? Because you should watch the games. I know. You're going to comment on them. Well, it just it's just it seems like such a common sense thing to say, right? Right. It, it should be common yeah. sense. Oh yeah, of course. If you watch the games, you have a better understanding of of how the game went and who should have won and who played well and who didn't because you watched the game. You know, right. if, I that's just a common sense thing to me. I don't. Uh, I, 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 it's, um, it's mind-boggling to me. I don't have a. I think. I think I said the same thing last week. I don't really have words for this as to as to how people approach it differently. They don't watch the games and just use stats, and then they and then they think that that the, their takes are superior to people who watch the games. It's so odd. Again, it it goes to this. That's why uh, that. Well, actually, I remember who it was. I think it was a sports broadcaster that said years ago. This is why they play the games. This is why the game's not put on paper. And it's because it's a game. Like, they're going to play. Things are going to change. Outcomes are going to be different. And, yeah, I'm sorry. That's why you can't advance on in 100 years. They'll have even better advanced stats. And I'm still going to be sitting here in my – in 100 years. Yeah, right. yeah, sure. But yeah. – if I am, you know, it'll be. I'll say on my your, tombstone. Your severed head hooked up to a machine. Yeah. yeah. No, my severed head in the uh, in the jar, like in Futurama. Right. I'll just, just be sitting there going, "Watch tubes. the games, yeah. damn it." <laughs> <laughs> so, so Doug Gibson, leave, leave that coming up if you would uh, on the screen for those watching on YouTube and uh, Facebook. Uh, Doug Gibson says, Money Puck had the Blues right in, in 2019, so at least their algorithms got something right, unlike Dom, except for those eight games. You know, um, well. So Money Puck was interesting in 2019 because they pretty. I mean, I, I assume he's talking about the big thing in 2019 was the uh, uh, expected to make the playoff percentage of the wheel, right? Their their chart. Um, and early in the se- well, when the Blues were playing terrible earlier in the season, they had the Blues at like what half a percent or whatever it was to make the playoffs. It was something. Re- so I mean, they had the Blues rights at the end of the season when they were te- when they were taken off. Right, and then so their their charts changed to adjust for how the Blues were playing early in the season. They had the Blues when they were playing poorly. It showed they had a poor chance to make the playoffs, a very poor chance, almost next to nothing. And which, mm-hmm. uh, duh, you know, right? Uh, obviously, um, but that that wheel chart, that expectations on making the playoffs, the percentage to win a round, whatever, that's all based on how the teams are trending and how they're playing and and, and math. That's all that is. I just and how many games are left. I. I don't. I wouldn't say that Money Puck had the Blues right. I would say that um, they had them. They, they they adjusted their numbers as the Blues went along that season, and they you know they saw whatever else was seeing that oh the Blues are playing really well. So um, on Monday night the Blues played the Ducks again at home again, uh, which is not something you see too often, and won three to one. Uh, and they set an NHL record for most wins seven after an eight game losing streak. Such a like I said, it's a weird stat. Uh, Pareko was back in the lineup after missing the previous three games with an upper body. Uh, Krug was a late scratch. Um, happened in warm-ups, uh, as well as uh, he had an undisclosed injury after warm-ups. Uh, Tarasenko was scratched again due to an illness. Uh, hopefully he's back uh, against the Sabres. I think he will be. Um, the Blues uh, win this game 3-1 to one and extend their winning streak to 7. 
Um, the Ducks played a, like we talked about, much better game in this game. I thought um, for a while, you know, tied 1 1. I thought we could, I mean, I felt for a little while we're going to lose this game because they were playing well. We mm-hmm. weren't, you know, um, we played, I mean, score a goal 11 seconds into the game. Achari, fantastic. The Ducks were sleeping to, on the first shift. Um, and Achari scores, nice goal. But after that, it was mostly Ducks. You know, Ducks, uh, Blues didn't do a whole lot. We were outshot. Uh, we're, yeah, out, I, we're being outshot badly for a while. Of, it was a little bit of false confidence, right? Like the Blues, you know, they, they go up, they get that big win against them just two nights earlier. Then Achari comes in, I mean, right off yep. the bat. And just, yep. boom, pucks in the net. And it's, okay, guys, here we go again. Let's uh, let's win this game again by four or five. And But the Ducks are like, hey, we're an NHL team here. Like, we've got plenty of NHL talent. We can do things, too. And, uh, yeah, we started seeing them battle back very hard, very quickly. Um, you could tell they're pissed off. I mean, that that's that's the biggest. And we said this last week. You, you said, Kurt, I think. Um, God, I hope the Ducks get a regulation win before they play the Blues. <laughs> to get because, out of the way. Because they're pissed off. They can't yeah. win in regulation. So yeah. they, are, they are doing whatever they can to get a victory. And they get laughed at two nights earlier you know what they're already down one nothing they're even more pissed off so yeah this was a a very scary rest of the first period and even into the second period because this team you can tell they were playing with some fire let's get this going guys we gotta win a game in regulation at some point i thought you know the first game there was a complete lack of intensity uh, from the ducks in in game two it you know after getting jumped on 11 seconds in they found a gear right there was they were in neutral that entire first game right um but yeah no that there was uh there was zero intensity from them and the the only the only guy that showed up in game one was john gibson and the dude was so gassed he couldn't even get to the bench at, yeah. you know, at the end of the second period for the, the Ducks had a delayed uh, penalty coming up against the Blues. And he just like that. That was the most casual skate I've ever seen uh, getting to the bench because he had nothing left. And Stolarz went in in the third. Um, and, you know, you got to feel sorry for John Gibson. I mean, the guy yeah. is the guy's a quality goalie um, just playing on some shit teams. And it, it seems like it's taking its toll on him. You know, I, I was kind of surprised that he got the start in, in the second game, but um, you know, he looked good. Um, and yeah, I, I had that same fear, right? I, I thought for sure going, especially going into the third period um, with it with it tied, like or this is not good. They're going to get a power play, they're going to get a lucky bounce, and we're going to lose. But well, uh, Bill, just like in the U.S. and Wales game, because I watched it. It was an inopportune penalty, right? That oh my to, god! Uh, a huge goal for the St. Louis Blues. You want to talk about that yeah. that game, and we could do a whole show on that that one play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we could. <laughs> yeah, that was that was bad, yeah. bad penalty. Yeah. And yeah. and the throw in. Did you guys notice the throw in right before the real quick throw in that the quick turnaround uh, right before they scored. Uh, and the, the, the penalty happened. When they scored. Uh, the, the throw one was illegal. He, he, his foot was in bounds when he threw it in. Just I did not see that. Yeah, should have been called. Should have been whistled. VAR reviewable. Should have been whistled. Uh, you know, at the time to do it over, and then that wouldn't have, wouldn't have caught anybody napping. So, yeah. Anyway, 
the Ducks' long goal came at even strength in this game. Uh, went off Letty's knee. So the only, only goal they scored, even though they played much better, uh, was really, I mean, Bennington, there's no shot on this uh, for him. He's, it's a shot that's going well wide and just goes like 90 degrees off of Letty's knee and, and past Bennington back door, which, is, uh, which, which, is, uh, which was a common goal. Uh, during the eight-game losing streak, these those—I mean, there were a handful of those that went in off goofy bounces off defensemen behind the behind Bennington. Well, it, man, I, again, I I hate calling out the Blues broadcast crew, but I don't know if you guys listened to the or watched the game, but yeah, they didn't uh, get it right. Game on Fox Sports. Yeah, they said like that it was deflected off, off the another guy no. off the stick, and and it was clearly Clear off day. Letty. And Kelly, it's I think like, Kelly got it okay, right. I think. Our, I think Kelly knew it, or it was, was Panger. Pang was wrong about it, but I think Kelly knew it. And I he felt just... like it was Panger just being like, "Yeah, I, I'm just gonna." Yeah, I don't. I, he just saw it ju- wrong. Just judging off what we've heard, I think Panger was like, "Oh, I don't really want to call out Letty here." And yeah, call out the rookies, man. Call out the veterans when they do something stupid too. It wasn't yeah. even Letty's. I wouldn't even say it was a stupid play on Letty. It was just a. No, one it of those happens. Things. It's one of those part things. of being a defenseman. It was a shot. The, the guys that I play with give me shit all the time because they always say, like, oh, you deflected that one in. I'm like, yeah, well, when I block eight shots a game, one of them is going to get by the goalie. It's going to happen. Yeah. And Letty has, has been like the leading defenseman putting pucks into his own net this year for the Blues. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's, it's his positioning around the net, right? He's, he's at least trying to engage people. And who, uh, you know. and who did, who, who did that a lot of that, uh, when he was playing hurt, Bo Meester. a lot mm-hmm. of pucks went in yes. on Bo Meester when he was playing hurt. Remember that yep. he was, and that's when he was in the doghouse with fans. Fans forget that. I mean, they 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 love him. They want him back. I get it because he played really well. And once he got healthy, right, and then he had the issue with the with the on the bench. But um, yeah, people forget about he struggled for a couple of years solid. So uh, Achari scored eleven seconds into the game. Pass from Braden Shen put the Blues up one nothing. Um, I I don't know how you get a chance in alone eleven seconds into the game is beyond me. <laughs> that's uh, that's impressive. Uh, Fowler did tie it up with 18 seconds to go in the first period uh, on that uh, on the bank shot off Letty's knee. Uh, was the only goal Bennington allowed. Uh, played very well again. Uh, no more scoring until the third period. And the Ducks had uh, two power plays in the third. The Blues successfully killed those off. Um, Falk, and what was it? Falk got the game-winning goal in the power play with just over four minutes left in the game. And uh, I forgot who it was for the Ducks that had the uh, open net from a bad angle. Um, it was a, I think it was a shot wide off the boards, came back in front or something, or was a rebound, whatever it was. And Bennington was was uh, sliding across, and but the and it was a, it was a bad angle, really bad angle, and he shot it high and wide. And it, and again, not to not to nitpick on the broadcast people, but I'm watching it. And I'm like, and they were they couldn't believe he missed the open net, and I was like, that was from a really sharp angle. <laughs> that was a tough shot. Was it Troy oh, Terry? Who was that? I don't know. Might have been. Might have. Might have been Troy Terry. Hang on, I'm trying to look it up right now. I. Oof, that's a that's a <clears throat> tough call. But yeah, I thought I I thought, and and you know how it, how you watch on TV and see something you can't tell where the puck is for a second. I thought it might have gone in. Um, wasn't sure, and then it yeah. uh, it didn't. I was like, oh god, thank god. Was it Brett Leeson? I couldn't tell you who it was. If you that, said the name, that, anyway. that that probably sounds right. 
Okay. Well, anyway, um, no, I agree. And dude, this power play. Um, listen, I know we have made jokes about the Perron lovers, which hey, I'm a Perron lover. Okay, I, I miss the guy. Yeah, yeah, we all do. <clears throat> we all do. We all love him. But he was not the problem during that eight game losing streak, is what I'm no, saying. No. And we kept saying that, even though people disagreed. But Mason McTavish winning unlimited says maybe that's who it was mm. with the empty net. Okay. Uh, I think he's right. Um, but anyway, so um, that power play, I mean, just the, the the touch passing back and forth, getting the goalie to move side to side. I mean, Bill, you can attest to this as a goalie. When, the, when a team is clicking, passing the puck around like that, and just, I mean, honestly, I mean, the Ducks, they did as good of a job as they could defending that power play. They... I thought they they stayed in their positions well. They were blocking um, a lot of the cross crease passes, but the Blues mm. passing was just sticks and lanes, on sticks point. and lanes. Yeah, yeah. Right. And mm. I mean, for the, the the way that it finished off, it looked like they were going to score right before that goal. Then the puck gets back to Falk, and he scores. I mean, and not a dust off either. You know, like you see right. a lot of times, the guy gets the puck at the point, it's dust, dust, shoot. That's why he and scored. He didn't do that. He he kind of touched it. Like kind of did a little. Like, he just corralled dust. it. He just corralled very, it. Very yeah, very very quick corral and then a fire. Yeah, and it was just it was perfect. If just he a, a well executed power play. If he does right. that off, he doesn't score. Right. Because Gibson's over in time then. Yeah, and and it was you know it was kind of a broken play and puck bounced to uh, Robert Thomas and he made just a great pass through sticks and found Falk and yeah, it's like, you know, Falk did the, you know, the, the egg catching drill from mighty Ducks. Yes. Right. That's good. And good analogy. Grabbed it and, and yeah, he buried it. And I mean, I, it was heartbreaking to see, um, you know, from a goalie perspective, you know, John Gibson knew that, you know, when that puck went in, he's like, God damn it. That's, that's a loss right there. Right. Yep. They, they weren't coming back from that. And, uh, it uh, it was a hell of a pass, hell of a shot, and yeah, oh. that that Thomas the, made that the, pass. Yeah, it was yeah, great pass. Yeah, and he had a scoring just... chance right before that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. Yeah, and the the lethality of the power play, right? When when they are on and they are clicking and whipping the puck around. Yeah, top top three power plays in the league. I agree, and the power play has been good. I, I don't I don't have the numbers in front of what the, what the power play is, but. I did go back each game. I was wanting to see, okay, it has that power play. You know, when's the last time we went without a goal on power play? And it's been a while. We've we've had we've had a goal or two in in each game uh, on the power play for for a handful of games now. Um, Bennington made Atari uh, added an empty netter uh, for his uh, his third goal in his last two games and his fifth of the season. Bennington made twenty seven of twenty eight saves. Gibson made twenty four twenty six. Uh, Bennington is now tied for third in the NHL in wins with nine. He has a 9-12 save percentage and a 2.76 GAA, uh, and those numbers have been steadily dropping uh, during this streak. Uh, Jordan Bennington's last six starts, he's 6-0-0 with a 2.0 GAA, a 9-4-0 save percentage, and has stopped 188 out of 200 shots. Insert Are those, wait. Shinsky joke here. <laughs> wait, I, I was going to ask. Were those advanced stats? Those were not. Because you know what? I don't read off advanced stats like expected goals. I don't do that. Uh, I don't think a lot of people – well, some people – I don't because I don't think most people understand what they are. And they'll hear them and they just – in one ear, out the other. 
they don't know what they mean. I think I think there's a lot of people that do, but honestly, in terms of what we do, the three of us, a podcast, nobody wants to hear us rattle off advanced stats. Yeah, you want to hear the generic. If if we're going to give stats at all, it's going to be what you see on the player page: wins, losses, GAA. Save what do they give on TV? Goals, assists, points. Yeah. On TV, they, right. don't, they don't give the... It's the same thing. You know, we're not going to give the... Nobody wants to sit here and rattle off... Corsi and, and then percentage. And explain what GAPG is. Like, nobody wants to know that. What's his Fenwick? I don't know what his Fenwick yeah, is. Yeah, you can, you can look that shit up. <laughs> I don't... No one... Yeah. I mean, there, 98% of the people do not know what that means. So, it's it's in one ear or the other. Um, Barube on the Blues seven-game winning streak. He is quoted as saying... You just keep working. You keep trying. You keep grinding. You've got to work your way out of it. It's not just going to be given to you. We've got a good team here. There's good players. I knew eventually it would turn around at some point. And the thing with, you know, when he says there's there's good players, I knew eventually it would turn around. I think that was my feeling. During, I mean, I, I didn't think they were going to win seven straight, you know. But uh, my feeling when they were struggling and playing poor hockey and going and, and, and losing games um, the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, they are so much better than this. They're playing like ass. And, you know, I'm like, they've got, they will turn this around eventually. It's just a matter of when. Will it be in time to do anything for the playoffs? You know, when will it get better? I know it will, but when will it happen? Um, and it, you know, after eight games, um, and it's turned around in a hurry. So, you know, they have a chance to basically wipe out the eight game losing streak and, uh, on uh, against Buffalo on Thursday. Doug Gibson says um, Wednesday. 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 Yeah, Wednesday. Sorry. Wednesday. Sorry. Yeah, Wednesday. Uh, yeah, Doug Gibson over in the uh, YouTube chat says uh, Achari has been great, like the best of Bozak and Brodziak. That one year yeah. he was just about the best player in the team. Yeah. 18 maybe. 17 or 18, somewhere in there. Yeah, Brodziak. I loved him. Yeah, I he was, was good. Very sad to see him go, but I loved uh, Tyler Bozak too. So, yeah, I love those types of guys that, again, guys that I think you can plug in anywhere. Um, and I know that, <clears throat> excuse me, <laughs> Lance from the Drop Podcast has been on the basically Achari should not be playing, and if he is playing, keep him on the fourth line bandwagon since the season started. But when a guy is playing this well, give him the ice time. And I think we saw that with Bozak even. You know, when Bozak was playing well, uh, especially in his first season, he was getting top six minutes. Um, and I think that's what you got to do. It's what a go- good coach does. He notices a guy working, getting the points. It's paying off. Get him out there more often. And that's why we're seeing a guy like Achari getting ice time, even on the power play, because what he's doing is just working. The puck's going to the back of the net for him. So yeah. keep him out there. Keep him doing it. Right. He's, you know, I, I, in our, our group chat, I said I wasn't a big fan of the signing when it happened. I thought the game had passed him by, right? I, I thought you know, the, the injury he had in Florida was potentially, you know, a, a career impactor, but it clearly it's not. Um, I mean, the guy's, guy's got a pretty good winning pedigree, right? Providence College, go Friars. He was part of the first national championship in uh my brief time alma mater's history um you know he's part of that bruins team um you know the, the we talk all the time about it what a trip he was part of that group easily could have beat the blues for the stanley cup the guy's got a compete level and and he's he's got super hockey smarts 
right? That that you don't expect from a fourth line plug, which is you know what I think everybody wants him to be here. Um, he's smarter than that, and right now, you know, he's he's playing exceptionally well. Use him. Don't don't relegate him because you signed him only to be a fourth line guy. That and, and I agree that, and that's the thing. You know, you don't want to pigeonhole a guy into a role just because that's what you signed him to do. You know, if he's playing and you can plug him in somewhere else and 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 take advantage of his hot streak, you know, it's like it's like a it's like a backup goalie who was on fire, right? You might start him a few games in a row if he's unbelievably on fire. You might do that. Um, just because you ride the hot hand, you go, you 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 take advantage of that. It's a, that's that's a weird thing in sports. You know, a guy will overachieve for a while, and yo, oh, well, in baseball, we'll move him up in the lineup a little bit, a few spots, put him in an RBI spot if he's getting a lot of hits. You know, uh, that's just what you do. Um, I, any any outrage over moving him uh, up in the lineup or putting him on a shift on the power play to see how he does is weird to me. You know, it's like. There's nothing wrong with it, that. It, it's it's weird that you you make those claims at you know at at the point of the winning streak that we're in. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah, Things are right. going well. Why why do you? Yeah. You have to well, you have to search your your intelligence. You have to you have to <laughs> your intelligence has to who come over the top of everything that's going on. It's like you know I accept Girl. this, but let me make let me make it known <laughs> that how smart I am. I'm disagreeing with something that's working so well. That's that's yeah. That's well, and, the gist. and the way to look at it too is let's just say Nolachari, you keep inserting him into top six, top nine minutes. You keep putting him on the power play. All of a sudden, he regains the form he had a couple of years ago in Florida, and he's a twenty goal scorer. <clears throat> and and you're like, and then all of a sudden the conversation becomes, and I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I'm saying let's just say it does. All of a sudden it's well, shit, now we can't re-sign this guy, and that's going to be the conversation. How to re-sign Nolachari, who was signed as a fourth liner, but because we gave him these minutes, he's become a goal scorer. Guess what? That's something to worry about next year. Right now, he is providing you plenty of offense and playing great defensively, great on the defensive side of the puck. Um, Next year is next year. If you can't re-sign the guy... You got a guy, Nikita Alexandrov, who we're going to talk about a little bit later, who has stepped into that role and been great. Hmm. And a guy like Alexei Torpchenko, who has proven to be a good, solid fourth-line NHL player. So at the end of the day, to me, there's no lose here by just letting Achari play and get the minutes and put up the points because that's what you need right now is a guy who can put the points on the board, and he's doing it well, and he's playing great Again, not just offensively, I, but defensively too. I think uh, a lot of people fall into that weird void <clears throat> where they they look too far ahead and uh, they they worry about things now. Uh, like a player with a contract, for example, they're all pissed off because in three years, you know, it might not look very good. I'm like, oh, I'll worry about that in three years. I'm not. I don't give a shit about that right now. You know, I, I'll worry about the now now. You know, worry about the later, later. I think that's how most GMs in the NHL kind of handle things. They they're they're worried about the now. They worry about the later, later because a lot of stuff can happen between now and whenever yeah. that 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 futuristic point is. So many things can happen that you and you just let make me, you make let, the call at the time. Let me insert an asterisk. 
most GMs who are trying to win right now. That's how they see things. Sure. Yes. Yes. Doug right. Armstrong right now is our cup window is open. I don't care that I signed Colton Pareko or Braden Shen to contracts where at the end of it, they may look bad. I don't care about that. I'm trying to win right now. Whereas a GM like in Buffalo might say, I'm going to sign a guy now to an eight-year contract. Tage Thompson comes to mind. A guy that maybe isn't looking great, but in two to three years, he'll be in his prime, and this is going to look like a fucking steal. And I think that's the goal, too. So, Well, he's playing well. Yes. Well, T- yeah, Tage Thompson. Thompson is. Oh, I thought you said he wasn't playing yeah. well, but now. But no, 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 no. I'm saying, I'm saying that maybe you sign him before he starts playing well because well, was... you think – it's getting to a point where he's going to be an elite player, which he is now. Yeah, after last season, right. Because I think a lot of, there was a question of uh, was last season an anomaly for Thompson? You know, he had one good season, and that was it. Um, and the same kind of thing with the Cairo here. You know, he had a breakout half season last year and then fell off the table, and they decided to sign him uh, long-term based on that. So it's a bit of a gamble. But, uh, you know, I, I think he has a skill set to make that uh, – not be a bad contract, but we'll, but you know, without Breco did too. So, um, anyway, that's, uh, you know, whatever. Um, I, uh, let's see money. Uh, we talked about that already. Oh, oh, money in this game, money puck thought. Okay. So we talked about money puck with the other game, right? The first game against the ducks and how money puck said that the ducks, uh, won that game in a simulation 62% of the time in a thousand game simulation, thousand simulations. Well, this time in this game, Money Puck thought the Blues easily had the edge. After a thousand simulations, the Blues win this game is sixty-seven point three percent of the time. So, and this was a game where I thought Anaheim played much better. Uh, Blues didn't dominate near as much, but it's flip-flopped with the uh, with the uh, analytics from Money Puck. So interesting to see how it it the contrast between when you watch a game and then you see this kind of stuff. Well. You know, they plugged in that Colton Pareko was going to be in the lineup in game two. So there it is. <laughs> is that it? Uh, yep. The number one defensive. Whoa. Whoa. What is this? <laughs> do, we, do we want to, as a long comment in the uh, Facebook I mean, can chat. I try to, can, can, I mean, it's fake. It's uh, it's bullshit. Yeah. But I kind of want to see, can we show this? Oh, it cuts it off. It cuts Bill. it off. It cuts oh, off uh, something man. about hepatitis. <laughs> Yeah, hepatitis oh, B shame. in 2017. Uh, I, I'm trying to. I don't want to just block him. Did you? Okay, I was going to block him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Block <laughs> him. I'll block I, him too. I, I I hated having to do that, but Bill. But I just I had to see what it looked like with that long of a message. Yeah, it, it took up the whole column there on the, on the side. <laughs> yeah, it's like wow, it, really did. it was hard not to see. It's like oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, but no, uh, yeah. I mean, again, goes to show why you fucking play the games. I, I love, I love the level of advanced stats and and just the kind of stuff you can simulate now. They're you fun. Know, before in the day, they're fun. Back in the day, it was always like, you know, NHL '95 did a simulation, and the Hartford Whalers are your Stanley right. Cup champions. You know, no. Oh, you that's know what? Ridiculous. You know what? I'd rather see the simulation for that than uh, a bunch of advanced stats thrown in a barrel. I really would. Well, that's true. Because, because that they're both fun, right? They're both mm-hmm. just fantasy things. 
And I'm like, well, right. I'd and rather just do the the video game simulation. That's more fun to right. me. And we always get that right before the playoffs start, right? Right. They, they run their simulation. I yeah. think they do it before every round. Yeah. Yeah, that's, they do. That's good and, stuff. But no, I mean that that was like <clears throat> that was like the top level of stuff we got back in the day. So it is fun and cool seeing this stuff. So I hate poo-pooing on it so much, but when people just rely on that and say, "Oh, well, yeah, this tells you exactly what's going on." People make no, a living. Not quite. People make a living off of advanced stats. So they're going to they're going to defend them to the death. But you don't, and that's the thing to me. And I get that there there are some people, the chikas, the the people like that, that are making a living off advanced stats as well. They should. They put a lot of a lot of work into it. But I'm saying my point. I'm not is saying creating the stats. Right. I'm saying using the stats that are created and that's by somebody what I'm else. Saying, yeah. Is the people who, <clears throat> excuse me, the people who report on the NHL and just use advanced stats? That's where I have an issue because I'm just like. You got to take into account everything. I again, I, I've said this a million times now on this show that I don't care that you use advanced stats in ninety percent of your reporting. You can't watch every game, but to to live and die on that hill and just be like, well, advanced stats say that uh, this team sucks, so they suck. Okay, watch the games. They're on a you know seven game heater. They played well. No, they still suck. Like, because their expected goals for fucking crazy. Their expected goals for their shooting percentage is way higher than it should be. Their expected goals for are much lower. And uh, this is this is an anomaly. They're not this good. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? A little. Only late. missed it by half an hour. <laughs> A little late. I looked up my. Like, oh, missed it's ten, it by that much. It's 10, it's 10 30. Well. <laughs> It's 10.30. Do you know where your children are? <laughs> they were out learning about Dr. Erberod and his herbs. You guys are supposed to help remind me about that, too. <laughs> I, uh, didn't, I, I didn't see it. Nobody else did either. Oh, you can't expect are we us to your Google that. assistant? I, I <laughs> yeah, thought I heard I was, you say set a reminder for 10 o'clock. I thought about it, but then I didn't want to go in, like, blaring off and say, okay, Google, stop the alarm. <laughs> There's got to be a way to set it in your, in your yeah. I, 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 right? can, I can set a silent. Sure, I could. But anyway, that's a, a lesson learned. Whatever. Uh, we're only so, uh, we, we we can only be expected to be so professional on this show. That's true. Just a very minimal level of professionalism. Right. Just enough. Just the tip. Yep. Just the tip of professionalism tip. on this show. Just tip. Just see how it feels. <laughs> right. <laughs> how does it feel to be professional? Just the tip on this show. <laughs> Did you feel my professionalism there? How does the professional tip feel? <laughs> I have a very... Okay. <laughs> we just go forever. Okay. <laughs> Run this joke into the ground. <laughs> yeah, so that's what we did. Ran the tip into the ground. <laughs> <sighs> Bill's not even smiling. No. And Prairie, <laughs> prairie Dog Burl. <laughs> uh, all right, are we going to break? Yeah, yeah. All right, I think I've got to I've got to get out of here. Unfortunately, you got to scoot. Um, All right, <clears throat> yeah, I got I got a family thing going on. So, uh, yep, gonna gonna get out of here, guys. Just want to tell you both and and all of our listeners, happy Thanksgiving. Um, and uh, again, thankful for the awesome listeners we have to this show. Hmm. Thankful to be doing this show now, eleven years, which is ridiculous. Didn't think we'd make it this far. At least eleven. Um, we may have miscounted. We may have. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> that story's for another show. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, keep up the good work. The rest of the show, guys, do be proud, and uh, I will see you all next week. I yep. See yep. Happy Thanksgiving, Jeff. Happy and, Thanksgiving. Uh, if anybody's in the turkey trot, grab Jeff's ass for us. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I will. I will welcome a goose in the turkey trot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's uh, let's hear from the strike with Mike dot com and get off of this uh, these bad jokes for running into the ground. <laughs> During the magical 2019 playoff run, I was in the midst of buying my current home. Every time I spoke with my realtor, obviously, home buying was the discussion. But in the back of my mind, I couldn't stop thinking about what was destined to happen for our St. Louis hockey team. If only there were a realtor who could have walked me through the process, held my hand when needed, but was there to be a sounding board when I wanted to complain about a certain hand pass goal. Let realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage be that for you. He'll have your needs top of mind as he skates you through the home buying or selling process, dangling you past any obstacles, and assisting on all your home goals. Check out strikewithmike.com for more information, or give him a call directly at 314-753-4060. That's Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage at strikewithmike.com, and that number again is 314-753-4060. Don't forget to tell Mike that Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. Uh, I think our listenership is going to skyrocket now that uh, Jeff is no longer uh, on this episode. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah, it was it? Now it's on 38, 39. Wow, 60? Wow, it's just <clears throat> incrementally going higher. Wow. <laughs> and and there's no possibility of oh, one more thing. Yeah, no one more thing. No one more thing. Uh you're going to do it, aren't you? At the end of the show. One more thing from Bill. Um probably will. Probably will. <laughs> All right, uh, so uh, a couple of noobs in the lineup uh, recently uh, during this win streak, uh, Tyler Tucker and Nikita Alexandrov. Uh, thoughts on their play? I think, you know, Tyler Tucker, uh, defenseman, uh, got in the lineup on 11-16 versus Chicago for his initial debut, um, played four games, uh, no goals, no assists, five penalty minutes, uh, averaging 13-01 uh, time on ice. I think he's been fine. I, I kind of... I, like I said in the post game show last week after his debut, uh, didn't notice him a whole lot, which was probably good. You know, didn't I mean he's not making mistakes out there at least, right? He's just kind of just going about his business. Um, but recently, I have noticed him a little more with the physicality, um, pushing, shoving after the whistle, not taking any crap, got in a fight. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, so I, I like the toughness out there. Something this team was lacking, I think, coming into the season. People were worried about. So if he can play right. some games, get that in there. Right, you mentioned the five penalty minutes. It, it wasn't a boarding major. It was it was a fight. It right. was it was a proper scrap too. Sure. Right, and end of the period against Sam Carrick. And that was that was a good good battle. Um, old school, you know, I, kind of old school I, fight. Yeah, lots of punches yeah. thrown. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep, it was a it was a Donny Brook. <laughs> Love it. Um, yeah, no, he he's definitely gotten more comfortable as it goes on. Um, you know, I, I I think he's you know he doesn't play timid and he's not afraid to jump up and you know, the especially in the Saturday night game against the Ducks, he was very assertive offensively. Um, you know, there was there was a period I was listening to it on the radio on my way out to the Ponder Cup, and you know, just Chris Kerber was just. You know, every every other word out of his mouth was Tucker, 
Tucker, Tucker. I mean, he was he was driving the play for a little bit there. Um, had a lot of shots on goal. Um, in a and you know quality shots just mm-hmm. hasn't gotten a point yet. So, you know, I, I think he's brought a good uh, short term injection of energy to the team, uh, especially with Pareko going down with the injury. Um, you know, and I, now Krug I, I think out too. That so yeah, now that Krug's out, he's going to get an extended look. I think, assuming Krug um, uh, is uh, still out right. yeah, tomorrow, yeah. assuming he's not going to be in the lineup tomorrow right. night. And you know, I, I think with a guy Krug's age, you don't rush him back, right? If if there's if there's a question, um, let the rookie get another game in. Um, you know, I, I I think you know one thing the Blues didn't miss with Colton Pareko, um, and this was this was my my observation on Tucker was he brings an intensity to the game every shift. He's focused. He's dialed in. Whereas, you know, Preco sometimes seems to, you know, uh, tune out and yeah. not bring the intensity every shift. So uh, I <clears throat> I almost felt like it was noticeable that Preco was back in the lineup. Um, the Blues intensity dropped a little bit um, and the Ducks turned it up and it became a very close game. So I'll, I'll be interested to see if that continues tomorrow night hmm. with Buffalo um, with, you know, I assume Pareko is going to be back in there. Um, Nikita Alexandrov, they are seven and oh with uh, him in the lineup. So he came in seven games ago, uh, made his initial debut on uh, November 10th versus San Jose. He has no goals, one assist. In a plus one in seven games played, he averages nine twenty-two time on ice. It's the lowest uh, number uh, time on ice for all the forwards. You know, I, I've I've like I've liked him. Uh, I I think he's been decent on that fourth line. I think um, I haven't really disliked anything he's done out there. Uh, he's a, a steady presence on a line that has been pretty solid uh, during this win streak. The fourth line, um, and I think that if the team is going through a lull in a game, and that fourth line comes out. Um, they're the they're the ones that are, are are picking it up and getting zone time and getting some chances, and that fourth line has been out there and been pretty consistent about that. So and he's part of that. So um, now he hasn't got anything on the scoreboard except for the one assist. But um, I think points will, a few points here and there will come for him because um, he's getting he's he's around the net. He's getting some chances, but uh, um, I think uh, that's one thing that stood out to me is that him just being part of a fourth line that kind of just works well together right now. Um, mm-hmm. And like I said, especially when the when uh, the other team might be pressuring and the and the uh, got a couple of bad shifts, uh, we're getting hemmed in or something. But the fourth line comes out there and turns it around a little bit and, and goes the other way. So uh, I've liked right. him. I've liked him. Yeah, no, he's he's uh, he's definitely brought a North game with him. Um, he's he's always pushing the play. Um, kind of reminds me of the the old CPA line right where you put them out there and you knew you were going to get a good solid four check deep in the uh, offensive zone. Um, and that, that seems to be, you know, when, when you're noticing him and like you said, he's, he's getting less than 10 minutes a night. Right. So he's, he, you notice him when he's on the ice and it's always in the offensive zone, mm-hmm. right. Maybe not creating a ton of chances, but, you know, keeping the other team hemmed in, they're not getting a lot of opportunities coming back the other way. And, you know, he's a big enough body. You know, he's not afraid to to play the physical game. You know, he's not he's not a Torpchenko, not not that massive. Uh, probably doesn't have as big a, an offensive upside, but 
you know, I wouldn't be surprised if those guys together had a game where they didn't rattle off, you know, four points between them in a game. I'm, I, I mean, I, I like him a lot more than Logan Brown. Um, he, I'm because <laughs> when Logan Brown's out, so you wonder how much time he'd be getting if Brown was was healthy, right? right. And 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 that's that's you know. <laughs> What are the blue stats with Logan Brown in the lineup? Oh and six. Oh, is that right? what it is? Yeah, it's That's, not good. Um, I know right. that he was he was in there for for the majority of the like, he he was the yeah. guy that went in when they lost at Winnipeg. Yep. Right, and he he was in there until he got injured. I think it was five or six games. He's in, and I think it's that you know kind of what I was alluding to with Pareko. It's the intensity. Right. There is just a, a, a big drop off in intensity. You know, I think Logan Brown's a really talented hockey player, but he's probably probably going to be a career AHLer. He, he can probably be a top six AHLer, but I don't think he's going to unless unless he really works on his game um, and then, you know, develops into a Pat Maroon type where he is an effective fourth liner. I I just I don't see him being the kind of guy to grind it out night in night out. Uh, Ken Morris checking in the YouTube chat says Crackner Porter Reeves was a great fourth line. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Go back to those series against the Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. Man, they were good. I was a big Chris Porter fan. Liked yeah, him. it was it was it was a fun player to watch. Put up some points too. Yeah, yeah. he was a talented dude. He was Adam Cracknell. <laughs> And who doesn't like Ryan Reeves? Mm. Uh, Not in the lineup for the Rangers. He's he's injured right now, right? Uh, he was hurt, wasn't he? I thought he was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's, not, he's not playing tonight. Uh, well, I haven't seen him. Okay. I haven't seen him, but that does that he's not playing. Yeah, so. he doesn't play a whole lot. So. Yeah. Um. So Wayne Gretzky had a quote the other day on uh, TNT, which I thought was uh, I liked. So uh, I saw this on Reddit, and uh, he said that uh, stats are for losers because uh, 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 what's his face? Um, Bissonette was yeah. was rattling off some stats um, for goalies, and and Gretzky almost interrupted him and said, "Stats are for losers," <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, which which kind of threw you know. Which is funny, and I like to say it on the show because, and the conversation we had earlier about advanced stats, and that's the first thing I thought of. I was like, oh, that's that's cool. And somebody's in the same boat uh, with us. Not stats as a whole, but, you know, I, I get what he's saying, you know, uh, but he threw, he, which kind of throws a wet blanket all over uh, what uh, Dom at The Athletic and uh, uh, Wyshynski's platforms have been, uh, you know, heavily uh, based on advanced stats. So, and I know what Gretzky says isn't infallible. Just because he's the best player of all time doesn't mean he's he's right about everything he says either. But I get what he's saying, right? And I, and I agree with the sentiment because that's what we've been saying on this show. I think, and I and I I stand by that. I, stats are fun to use for anecdotal elements of conversation, to spark conversation, uh, to more in depth conversation, or or to help prove your point um, if you have one. Um, but uh, but they can't be used to define a player, uh, you know, by themselves in stone. 
So uh, I thought that was funny. Uh, just to chime on and say, stats are for losers. The biggest stat guy of all time, right, with all the stats in his category, uh, in, in, his, in his back pocket, all these records. This is kind of funny. And I think part of that comes back, too, is that he defends Grand Fuhrer as the best goalie of all time. Right. And that, that's but, his pick. But Grand Fuhrer doesn't have the stats to back that up. I mean, he's a different era. I get it. But he's got the five cups. But mm. still, uh, his, 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 his numbers aren't that you know, aren't, aren't best goalie of all time stats. Um, but just just the optics of it, of the the irony of Wade Gretzky, the <laughs> stattiest person of right. NHL history, telling Paul Bissonnette, who's <laughs> yeah, the polar right. opposite, that yeah. stats are for losers. <laughs> I love it. Stats are for losers. <laughs> uh, wow. I, I think I heard, too, that uh, Gretzky made a point when he, when he agreed to do the – in between periods of the panel on TNT, he insisted that the the people that were up on the panel with him, for him to do it, he said, it's got to be people that are going to talk to me like a real person and not talk to me like, you know, I'm, you know, Wayne Gretzky. You know, I right. want them to, if they disagree, to say so. I want them to, you know, to have a, to have a back and forth. I don't want them to you know, be timid about what they say because they don't want to, you know, step on my toes or whatever. I said, I want that back and forth. And so I think he's, I think he enjoys that a little bit. Um, a little back and forth. Yeah. A little, uh, a little, no. yeah. They, they, they have had some, some great, great tete-a-tete on the TNT panel. I, 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 I don't watch a lot of their, uh, a lot of the broadcasts unless it involves the blues or Canadians. So, yeah. uh, but you know, they, they do seem to have a, a better, um, at least for us audiences, right. It's, it's maybe comparable to hot stove, probably not as good. Um, but it's, I, I think, I think there's so much more entertainment than Keith Jones, Every, oh God! Keith Jones and Eddie Olchek in every intermission when it was on NBC as that. I think I think the TNT panel is the best uh, panel or whatever you want to call it. Analyst uh, in between periods or after the game, post game shows, the best that I've I've seen. Um, it's so candid. They don't pull punches. They say whatever they want to say. Um, right. And I think Bizonette drives that aspect of it. You know, right. he, he doesn't give a shit. You know, he, he'll say whatever he wants to say, and he's funny about it. Um, I don't like a lot of what, you know, I don't like his stick necessarily on um, spit and chiclets. Spit and chiclets, right. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not a, you know, the, 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 the what, toxic bro culture. The toxic of... bro culture, exactly. I That, yeah. that just annoys the piss out of me. But, you know, he cleans that stuff up for TV, but he still has the the no filter with what he says as far as like you know the game's concerned um and he's and he and he's fun, and witty about it and funny so i think uh that that is what's fantastic to me <sighs> uh, that and that that i that has not really been seen i mean you, don cherry i guess had that mindset but his takes were all over the place you know he was 
controversial and he was uh, offensive. <laughs> he was, you know, right. But, he, and, and he, he wasn't part of a, ch- of, of a panel. It was right? his it comment. Was, and that was it. Right. Coach's yeah. corner. Coach's right? corner. And it was, it was, you know, um, Ron McClain to, to offset him, um, which, you yeah. know, and, and, you know, sometimes needle him, but more often than not, uh, you know, try to, try to make it palatable for, for uh, wider audiences, right. but but yeah, no, I I I love the panel that they've got going on there, um, and that's you know I, I still can't get over the the irony of, of Gretzky. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's so it's so funny. Uh, Ken Morris says uh, Grant Fuhr was a clutch goalie, came up with big saves when it needed, and I think that was Wayne Gretzky's point too with Grant Fuhr because he'll he'll say that a lot. He's like. You know he 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 may allow four or five goals in a game in the high in the high goal scoring era, but he goes uh, when in clutch time when when we needed him to be shut down at the end to hold on to that lead or whatever, um, he was the guy. You know he didn't allow right. that, that last goal. So right, he, he Grandfier is probably the most clutch and um, focused goalie. Right, and he was very athletic, very acrobatic. I mean, you can, like, if you go out and just Google search, like Google image search Grant Fuhr, you will not find another goalie where where there are more pictures of him completely up in the air, off the ice, making a save, right? He, he had a style that was so distinctive and, you know, effective for its time frame, right? He, he changed his game, you know, when, when the game got defensive, his stats were great. I mean, think about, you know, his time with the blues, right? The, the game that you always go to is the one, nothing overtime win against Phoenix. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Guarantee you to shut out. Give me one goal and we will win. (laughs) I know when we had him friend of the show, Grant Fair, when we had him on the show, um, I asked him about that. I said, when you guaranteed, the basically guarantee a shot. He said, "Get me one goal, because you know, I'm going to shut him out. It's all we need is one goal." And when it was scoreless going into overtime, <laughs> what was your mindset like? Did you say something to the team where you're like, "Guys, I have shut them out. I just asked for one goal. Let's go." <laughs> he laughed. It was funny. Yeah. But, uh, Winning Unlimited says in the YouTube chat, uh, "Not all saves are equal. Not all goals are equal." Based on the score, time remaining, and opponent, advanced stats attempt to weight the value of a goal or save. Uh, I can appreciate that. Uh, the Achari goal with 11 seconds in, in, in 11 seconds in during a tie game was only a small fraction of the value of Fox's goal with 10 minutes left in the third in a tie game. Not all goals are equal. And Fox's goal was like four minutes left. But, yeah, I get your point. Yeah, that's – I get it. And uh, Ken Morris says, also, um, I'm betting Bill Day is a clutch goalie, the kind of goalie you want in the big game. Bill, Bill was a goalie for... Why uh, couldn't you have been my coach? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what's funny is that uh, Bill was a goalie for a number of teams that I played on, and uh, one game in particular was a playoff game that I was suspended for. And uh, it went into a shootout, and Bill was fantastic. He played an amazing game, and and the sh- and Bill didn't allow a goal in the shootout for like seven or eight shooters. Um, 
and we couldn't score either. The, the, the goalies were, were really good in the game. And uh, yeah, and who who was at the other end? Patrick Patrick Roy uh, Roy, right? It was Patrick Roy. Yeah, Patrick Roy. So uh, yeah, a, a goalie who we beat uh, after that. Yeah, it was after that right. in, in the championship. Right. Yeah. The, the following season, the following season, we beat them we beat in the championship. Yeah, we had to get revenge. But yeah, we lost because and they finally scored on Bill. But uh, but yeah, Bill. That, that was that was yeah. I think of that game a lot and uh Bill was quite clutch in that game. Yeah, and he was uh it was uh Walt the tanning bed guy that that got the game winner <laughs> and it's because he crashed me crashed me in a shootout. See, that's goalie interference. Yeah. It, <laughs> if uh yeah, if if there were replay, it uh Vogelsberg would have called it off. See, and I'm sitting on the bench too cuz I was suspended and so I'm I'm basically uh picking the shooters as they go. And, um, you know, I, I, I sent out, you know, Andy, Chris, Peterson, all these guys that, you know, were leading the team in scoring and no, no, no. And I'm like, Greg, Greg is going next. Greg's like that, that, uh, unsung hero on defense mm-hmm. offensively. You can handle the puck. He didn't score. Havel didn't score. I'm like, God damn it. Nobody's scoring. Yeah. And then, yeah. yeah, they finally got one. But Gulich, uh, Yellow Helmet didn't score on you. <laughs> oh, my God. I had his number that night. That was one was... of those games that I was in his head after the first period, and I knew it. Yeah. And I I just I could see everything he was doing all night. Um, and, yeah, that as a goalie, that's, that's like when you know you've got a guy's number on any given night, it's like all you want is to go the rest of the night. You you don't care if you give up ten goals to other players <laughs> on the team. You want that one guy. And I had him that night. Yeah, he he. I specifically remember after his shootout attempt, he he the, the when you stopped him, he just came back and he, the look of like I give up, <laughs> disgust on his face. He can't he can't score. Yep. Uh, so, uh, moving on, uh, uh, Braden Shen does not care for the reverse retro jerseys. Um, Shen was quoted as saying, yeah, I mean, they're different. Uh, I don't know. They almost got a little Nashville look, so I don't know if I'm loving them. And I, I, I get it. I get what he's saying. You know, the, the whole yellow, the, the, a lot of yellow. Uh, and like I said, during our reverse retro review show, uh, I like them a lot. I really do, but I, I but I really dislike the crest. Um, I'm not a fan of that style, but whatever. Uh, it's historical. I get it. Um, but uh, I, I thought there should be more blue in the in the yellow to kind of break it up a little bit. You know, because the, mm-hmm. the socks are yellow and white, and with thin stripes of blue, and uh, there's a lot of yellow and white on the sleeves, and uh, there's blue on the shoulders, but the but the bottom of the jersey is yellow and white there's no blue not really much blue on there so it's like yeah i'd like to like a thick stripe of blue at the bottom and on the elbows and on the socks maybe and kind of break up some of that yellow but um i don't know uh that's me being nitpicky i guess as a designer but uh so yeah he's not a fan so it makes you wonder i know the fans generally speaking love the jerseys uh, i think generally they're well liked amongst people who look at them review them basically but uh you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna please everybody, especially with a yellow, a bright yellow jersey too. So, right now that that you know, we've we've debated that in in my household. Julie Julie's not a fan, um, and it, 
a lot of the same reason, right? It's it's yellow. It's Nashville. Um, she says everything yellow is mustard. I'm like, no, Nashville. Nashville's is a little, Vegas. a little. It's got a, it's got a twang to it. Yeah. No, no well, pun intended there. As you'd expect. I guess, you should, I guess that's appropriate. But it is a little bit yeah. of a more of a, a little brown splash in it, yeah. or to make it not as quite as bright and vivid. Yeah. So there's that. No, I, I, I like, I like them. Um, I don't like the. Um, I, I think they should have reimagined the like use the the simpler blue note that they have from the Salomon design, but that using the actual crest, like I, I don't like how it bulges at the bottom. It makes you look and like then, you got a gut. It makes the players yeah, look like they have right. guts. It really does. Right. Yeah. Like I said in our uh preview sh- our reverse retro review show, right? Uh it's it's like the Brian Regan line. When's that baby do? Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> There's gonna be a lot of awkward conversations because of these jerseys. Um, no, I you know, I, I like them. You know, I'm kinda of hoping on I will get one of those as a Christmas gift this year. Um, but but that's you know, the thing is I, and I think this is what the NHL and Adidas have tapped into. It's like you know, as, as a soccer fan, every year you get three new kits, right? It's expected. And the NHL is tapping into that. You're not going to get teams to change all of their jerseys, like two jerseys every year. So you introduce this variable every couple of years, right? It's kind of like, I, I don't want to call it a throwaway jersey, but it's a throwaway jersey, it is. right? You, yeah. you can take a lot more artistic license with it. And I get it. They, yeah, I get it. They work well, right? And, yeah. And, and you, get to, you get to, you know, you if you strike out with it, you're probably not, you're still going to sell a ton of them, right? Because it's they, new. They sold a ton of the, the red ones. Right. You know, I mean, they're, they're right. going to, these, these look 10 times better Christmas than those. <laughs> well, these look 10 times better than those. And so they right. should sell a lot better. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I go back to the Canadians one, right? I love it. I love the the fact that they're embracing the Expos, right? Mm-hmm. They, they gives you opportunities to do things like that, right? Embrace the other sports in your t- in your city. Maybe in a couple of years, we'll see Blues Cardinals actual, like, because those are blue. some of the most popular giveaways, right? Oh, the baby blue. Yeah, the the baby blue. Yeah, ba- baby blue. yeah but we did but, the, but, yeah. You know, with, yeah. With I, classics, you know, I guess yeah. that's. Yeah, it's going to be a problem though. That uh, you know, with the Cardinals, at least you got to bring red into it. Sure. And yeah, you know, we don't like that. But do we <laughs> want to bring the pink of uh, of city into it? Oh yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> That'd be a like as a throwaway jersey. Yeah, I mean, yeah. why not? I mean, whatever. It doesn't matter what it is. People are going to criticize it anyway, even if it's nice. There are some people that hate the original Winter Classics, which I don't understand. Yeah, I don't get that either. That's weird to me. That's just a classic, good-looking, solid jersey. Yep. Nothing goofy about it or strange or unusual or different. Maybe that's why they hate it. Um, Haters going to hate. There's no accounting for taste either. Uh, we'll uh, we'll talk about the uh, who's up next for the Blues. Uh, if you're listening for the pot, to the podcast on Wednesday, uh, it'll be the Buffalo Sabres tonight. If you're listening to the show now, which – some of you are. Uh, it'll be the Sabres tomorrow. And I'm sure we'll get some conversation, uh, quite a bit, actually, probably, um, about Tage Thompson and the trade again. <laughs> uh, right after this word from Center Icebury. 
Do you like hockey? No, of course you do. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Are you 21? Let's hope so. If you answered yes to all of those questions, run on down to your local beer distributor and pick up a 2-4 of Old Arena Lager, the Beauty IPA, or any other delicious hockey-themed beer from Centerize Brewery. That's right, Centerize Brewery beer is available at various beer stores around town. So check around for the one closest to you. That's Center Ice Brewery. Let's go Blues. Um, Buffalo did win tonight against the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, before that, they were losers of eight straight and were dropping like a rock, as is tradition in Buffalo. Um, Blues go for their eighth straight win before they take on Tampa Bay, Florida, and Dallas. Uh, three tough matchups in a row. So it would be nice for the Blues to get this one under the belt, uh, get that eighth win, wipe out the eight-game losing streak like it never happened, uh, and then just build on that after because they might lose a couple <laughs> after this. We'll we'll see uh, how they play against Tampa Bay, Florida, and Dallas. They're in Tampa Bay, in Florida, then back home against Dallas. So uh, we are at home against Dallas for the division game, which is nice. Um Lines in practice today, uh, Bushnevich uh, sat out, uh, undisclosed injury. Um, so Walker was in for him on the top line in practice. Walker, Thomas, and Cairo. Saad, Riley, Tarasenko. So Tarasenko's uh, skating again, so he should be good to go for for uh, this game against Buffalo. Barbashev, Shen, Achari, and Torpchenko, Alexandrov, and Pitlick slash Levo. So either Pitlick or Levo. I wouldn't mind seeing Levo get in the game. Uh, against Buffalo, yeah, I, I, I don't want to mess with that. I, I, I think Levo's brought a balance to the line with O'Reilly, right? Yeah. O'Reilly feels comfortable having yeah. that right-handed shot, and Levo's done everything right except put the puck in the net. Yeah, we got Tarasenko I, coming he, back, though. That's the that's the yeah, that's the thing. But Tarasenko's coming back. I, I don't want to mess with that chemistry with O'Reilly, especially yeah. so, going into Buffalo. So you put Tarasenko with Thomas and Cairo top line. Yeah, I move think Walker so. down to Barbashev, uh, Shen, and or move Walker onto the fourth line. Uh, yeah, yeah. Torpchenko, Alexandrov, Walker, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Or yeah, I don't know. You take Lebo's been pretty good. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's a good. It's a good little problem to have. Uh, no Krug, Pareko, or Bushnevich today. So hopefully, yeah, yeah, right. I I think if if Bushnevich is uh, is not going to play, I think you swap him and Tarasenko, right? And then you put yeah, you leave Levo in there, right? He's he's he has O'Reilly's play with him on his line has been what we expect of Ryan O'Reilly. When when he's not there, it's it's not the same. So right? what? It, it's okay. So if Bushnevich is in and Tarasenko's in. You're leaving mm-hmm. Levo with O'Reilly and Saad on the second line. Yeah. So where you, you're yeah. plugging in Bushnevich on the top line with Thomas and Cairo? Or are you plugging in Bushnevich? Where are you putting him? Um. <laughs> Barbashev, Shen, I, and Bushnevich. How do you break him up after? After He's had the, yeah, the this... two games that they've had together, right? They've looked so good together. Um, you know, I I think maybe you put uh, Charlie down to the fourth line. Maybe maybe Lance is right. Maybe Charlie goes to the fourth line. Well, and you put Barbashev with Shen and Tarasenko. I don't mind the Barbashev, Shen, and Tarasenko line, uh, and, and Bushnevich on the top line with Thomas out. and Cairo. 
Bush neighbors, Thomas and Kyrou. Yeah. And then uh, Sada Riley, Levo, Torpchenko, yep. Alexandrov, and L- Levo or Pitlick? Achari. Achari, that's right. Achari. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. then Pitlick. Where, where you take Achari out and leave Pitlick in. Bruby seems to be the kind of coach that wants. Uh, I don't think he takes Achari out. Left and right. I and I I mean I, I don't yeah I I guess but I I, don't, I wouldn't you can't take a char out of the lineup right now he's playing no well. you don't take him out of the lineup yeah just you know move him down re, move him down a little bit yeah and and that's not yeah well and and I mean I think when everyone is healthy uh, the forwards I don't it's hard to move a char off the fourth line I mean yeah but that, but it comes back to Ponder's point it's nice to have him available to play elsewhere uh, apparently Levo too. Uh, that's nice that uh, he's played well with O'Reilly. So being able to plug a guy in from the fourth line up to the second line or whatever. Um, I don't know if I like Walker on the first line with Thompson and Cairo. That's interesting. So that, that feels placeholder. Yeah, right? maybe. Yeah, for Bushnevich, yeah. Maybe. Probably. Hopefully. Because <laughs> he's played well. Uh, he's on a, He's on a nice streak. So it'd be nice to have him in against Buffalo. Um, I really don't want to lose to Buffalo tomorrow, not just because they're just not very good, but you know, if if we lose to Buffalo and then Taze Thompson has a big game, then there's going to be a couple days worth of just just people, you know, talking up Thompson and wish we had him back and the O'Reilly trade revisited and all this crap. It's going to be annoying. Yeah, yeah, definitely don't want. <laughs> Don't want to let this uh, Buffalo won the trade talk have to bubble back up. It's, it's, it's going to happen. It's, it's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think the Blues have to understand that you just shut shut Tage Thompson down tomorrow night, right? Ryan O'Reilly, you know what your assignment is tomorrow that's, night. That's a great matchup too. I mean, O'Reilly uh, on Thompson. That's Slick. That'd be cool. Yeah, if he shuts him down. Yeah, who won the trade? Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. What? Um, you know, typically I wouldn't really get up for uh, a game against the Sabers. You know, Eastern Conference shitty team. But there's the there's the sideshow story with you know Thompson, former Blue, the O'Reilly trade. You know that that I guess more of your diehard fans care about. Um, so that's interesting to me. So uh, I'm gonna uh, enjoy that little uh, that little uh, sideshow. And hope it works out in our favor. Because <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah. I may just stay off social media if if Thompson has two goals, two assists, and we lose five to one or something. Yeah, yeah, and we're. I think we're we're probably going to get uh, um, Eric Comrie in net uh, for Buffalo tomorrow night. Anderson played tonight. Um, don't think they they go with the forty uh, one year old back to back nights. So um, it's got to be man. Bennington, right? It's got to be. Yeah, it's got to. It's it's got to be Bennington because right? you got the it, you got the back to backs Tampa Bay and Florida. So uh, Grice will get one of those. But, yeah, yeah. It's got to be. So I guess what probably uh, I wouldn't even know uh, Bennington against uh, probably against Tampa Bay to give him two days rest before the division game against Dallas. Maybe. I I would think so. Yeah, that right. makes sense and to me. Grice against Florida. Yeah. Because yeah yeah. Florida's kind of up and down. Um, you know, uh, Bobrovsky got chased last week, and Spencer Knight came in, and um, apparently that was a hell of a game between Dallas and Florida last mm. week. Yeah. Um, so, 
Yeah, I would expect Grace against Florida. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Give Bennington two days rest before the division game against Dallas, which is a little more important uh, than the the one he would play against hey. the Eastern Conference. It's a Sammy Blay sighting. Sammy Blay against yeah, the Rangers. Sammy Blay. Yeah. That is so good to see that guy in the lineup. I think it's the first time I've seen him since he was uh, slew-footed by uh, PK, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, not that I want the Rangers to win that trade because I think, you know, we got the better player in that deal. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, But... Man, it's 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 good to see that kid back in the lineup. I was I was you know the it was in his initial call up with the Blues, um, and uh, we were in Montreal, um, and that was that was my trip to Montreal and his his junior team. Everybody there, like I, I mean, probably the majority of Sammy Blade Blues jerseys. I think it was number sixty-four at the time. <laughs> um, it was before he switched to nine. Um, and, you know, walking around Bell Center and seeing that large group of Blues Sammy Blade jerseys, it was pretty <laughs> incredible. So you know, and who can forget his uh, oh. <laughs> breakaway slap shot goal on Bishop. Ben Bishop. That's Man. that's the stuff of legends. Uh, that, right. That, that's that's one more amazing uh, video clip from that that Stanley Cup run. Uh, that was yeah. after that was after uh, Pareko uh, damn near killed Bishop with a with a high slap shot to the collarbone. Yep. Yeah, and yeah. you know you do exactly what he was doing. Oh, that. Yeah. Like, scared the shit out of the goalie. Sure, right? yeah, I, yeah. He's hurting I, from I that slap shot. It and hated it all at the same time. <laughs> yeah, and he's he smoked him, and uh, I mean, yeah, that was yeah that man. We've had I don't, and I've said this before. I think if I were a Dallas Stars fan, I think the Blues would be, I think a team I hated more than anybody else. Because of just the the playoff the heartbreak playoff game seven losses that they had to us in uh, what sixteen and nineteen, um, just back you know those those two were like oh my god I mean in in uh, in sixteen it was you know it was a blowout in game seven but in nineteen I mean oh, that, that overtime Jesus such yeah. a I mean they had Ben had the game on his stick uh, Cagliano had the game on his stick. Um, and no one talks about Kyle Liano. I've said this before. Right. His his chance was a was a gimme. I mean, right. Ben's was a fantastic play that just didn't go in, uh, barely. But uh, his right. wraparound. But but uh, but Kyle Liano so had a wide open net and just flubbed it, missed it wide from in close. Oh, God, I thought and I when I saw that I thought the game was over. As soon as the yep. puck comes to Colorado, I'm like, <gasps> game's over because Bennington was on the yep. right side of the net. He wasn't getting over in time, and he had a whole half net to shoot at, and he just fluttered it, grazed the post, and off the net, outside of the net. Oh God, yeah, oh, that stop. was that was pure sphincter puckering. And that's one of those things that, that you got to be lucky to win the cup. I don't care who, I don't care how good a team you are, don't care. You've you at some point in the playoffs, you got to be lucky. And I think with I think Colorado's luck last season was when Bennington went down, and that that helped them get out of that series uh, without too much more damage because that was going to be tough for them. They were outplaying us, but they had a hard time beating Bennington. So I mean, if he could have stolen a couple of games, yeesh, and who knows? Yep. So fuck you, Kadri. Fuck you, Kadri. Uh, I think we'll wrap her up. What do you say? Yeah. Yeah. You know, no ponder here to keep us going for another half an hour. <laughs> no, one more thing. 
Uh, <laughs> support for Lusco Blues Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidlife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidlife.com and get 10% off by emailing Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Lusco Blues Radio sent you. And by Mike Burgoyne from Real Brokerage Realty. Visit strikewithmike.com today for all of your home buying and selling needs at strikewithmike.com. And by Center Ice Brewery, St. Louis's tasty hockey-themed beer. Check out your local beer vendors for availability. That's Center Ice Brewery beer. Please drink responsibly. That'll wrap up Episode 9 of Season 11 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening. And thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For the uh, early departed, Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone, happy Thanksgiving. Let's go blues. Happy American Thanksgiving. Let's go blues. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one, now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The Blues are on the ice tonight again, they're rough and tough and got the stuff to win, they'll always get one more, no matter what the score, they are quite a hockey team, my friends.